good day, everybody. Let me see. I have to rearrange this. I have to. It's just gonna be like that. Good day, everybody. How are you? How are you feeling? I love talking about feelings, you guys. I grew up and we weren't allowed to feel feelings. So it's become a new norm of mine to to talk about feelings. I love talking about feelings. How are you feeling? How does it make you feel? We need to talk about feelings. We need to ask those questions. How does it make you feel? Why do you do those things? You know, I spoke yesterday about my kids. And you know, the big questions I ask my kids when they do something that isn't, you know, maybe the correct way. You know, one time my daughter, she threw some food in the trash. And we don't waste food in my home. That's like a sin. You know, God creates food and places it on this earth. And we humans want to sit here and eat what we want and then throw it while other people are starving. That's a sin. Okay, you are throwing away something that took a process to grow to get to you. So many people, they don't care. They just throw so much food away. It's so wasteful. Do you know what it took to get that food to your table? You don't care. You don't care because it came to you already processed. You didn't have to do any work for it. It was already cooked for you. It was already made for you. You didn't have to work for it. All you had to do was sit down and wait for somebody to bring it to you. That's the crazy part of today's world. So many people have been raised, and I'm speaking of my generation, I grew up with a lot of kids like that. Their parents gave them everything. They had everything. But it did something to them that isn't natural. It created this mindset in their life. Ooh, I'm going to talk. Can I talk about this? I can talk about this. I want to talk about this for a while. I don't even know. You guys, God is going to ordain the words that come out of my mouth. I've noticed that in these videos because I have to go back. I'm like, who said that? That was perfect. How did I know to say that? Like I'm trying to figure myself out while it's coming out because it's not me speaking it. God is working through me. And that's where the kingdom resides in me. God is able to reside in me because I've not only cleansed my flesh, I've cleansed my mindset. I, instead of being the servant of sick and disgusting men who have abused me and used me, God has cleansed me to where now I serve Him in such a detailed manner.
I've made myself available to God and His. That's what sanctification is all about. I did a a week in videos where I spent a week literally sanctifying myself in His love. I talked about it. I talked about how to do it. It's in there. Go searching. Every video I have is how God has sculpted me. Every stumbled step is what it is. It's last week when he showed me the core, the essence to my purpose and who I was. The servitude I can give. The servant I am. He showed me that. These people crushed it. The more I talk about it, the more I can't stop. I'm touching God's holy word. It brings me peace. It brings me comfort. Touching my Bible brings me comfort. Touching the things God has given me brings me comfort. Himself. <laughs> oh, where do I want to go with this? God, where are we going with this? My mind is blank. My mind was a little blank. I got up early, you guys. I can't even eat breakfast. I don't even care. Food does not matter. I had to do this. What's on the docket for court today? Sorry, God. God. What's on the docket today? Let's recap. Let's recap. Yesterday was beautiful. We talked about Barb and her sisters. Don't worry, Kathy. I didn't forget you were a teacher in the school I went to. I thought about that too after going through the video. Why didn't I mention her? I sat beside you in special needs classes up in that small computer room above the gym, senior year. You had all the opportunity in the world to talk to me about what your brother did to me, and you didn't, and you're a teacher, you're a teacher, with two beautiful twin daughters. to your house a lot. Family dinners, all that stuff. All the times you women had an opportunity. You women had an opportunity to save a little girl. Because I was a little girl. You women had an opportunity to save me from your brother who was molesting me. Because you knew it. Especially once I told Shauna, you all knew it. But you couldn't have Christine 
tainting the family name, could you? That's why nobody ever talked to me about it. You guys reeled it in. Do you love how I'm explaining things? This isn't your typical comeback recovery hit, okay? My life made me want to run away until I had no place to go. That is Eminem. <laughs> oh, I've been... It's Eminem. No place to go. And then, because I had to start thinking about things. I didn't want to think about things because this is what was going to happen. I had to see the truth. First, I had to see the truth in what I had become. was a boy in my class, his sister and him, their siblings, they always got teased. I always knew there was something different because they lived with their cousins and they came from a big house when we would pick them up on the bus. Their cousins were snotty brats, always dressed nice, but they different. They weren't dressed as nice. They were withdrawn. They were different. I could tell. They didn't mingle with everybody else the same. I saw myself in them. One day I saw my Aunt Nikki at my school. See, those children's parents died and they got an inheritance from their parents' death. The aunt and uncle took them in and used them for the money. Took advantage of it. Abused them. Wouldn't really feed them, wouldn't clothe them. They spent their money on a new house, clothes for their kids. The day I saw my Aunt Nikki in the school, I knew what was going down. I already knew. Like, I was such an aware person because I never spoke. And when I did speak, it was annoying because I wouldn't shut up. I remember what I was like in school. People were annoyed by me when I did talk. I didn't know how to talk. I didn't know how to communicate with people normally because the things that came out of my 
mouth were lies. I couldn't talk about my life. Who was going to talk about what was going on in my home? You don't talk about that. So I had to lie about even having general conversations with people. I was annoying. But there was nothing else to talk about in my life but abuse. But I remember seeing my Aunt Nikki and I knew these kids were getting removed. And it went around school. I mean, it instant was wildfire, you know. These cousins were ashamed because, you know, they were part of it too. They knew what was going on. Pete's family was like that to me. To my brother. To my mother. They may not have been actually abusing me, my mother and my brother. But you knew, and Kathy, you were a teacher. How do you feel about that? That when you see this video, and every time you walk into that school, and every time you see a little girl, you remember you sat there and did nothing. We've sat in rooms together. You were so kind to me. I just knew it was so weird. You being so kind, you let it go on. You were keeping me copacetic, keeping the abuse in. That's learned behavior. Happened to you guys as a children. I can't imagine your parents abused you. I know your parents. Bev couldn't stop sneaking around Buddy's back to give Pete money for her life. She went broke doing it. All the times writing him a check, paying his bills, hiding behind Buddy's back. By the way, Bev, let me tell you how this system of God works. Buddy knows. He's up there. He sees everything. I know he does because even beyond the grave, souls have to seek forgiveness. God has shown me this. give them to so that they can move forward in the afterlife and have some peace because it will torment you just knowing grind your soul in flesh like this it will grind because deep down you are a liar that's a sin you're going against the grain what God created us to be Sin is a sin. That's why when Joan came up yesterday, I never apologized to her. It was instant. I didn't hit my knees, but let me tell you, as soon as it was there, I had to. I had to. I was not going to deny my soul of letting that out 
to the person who needed to hear those words because I did do those things and they were very true. I don't care if I look stupid because I don't. Because that's what I'm supposed to do. I did the right thing. What were you doing when you were sitting there in those rooms at school? And I was on the computer. And you knew I was, I was sitting there my senior year going through hell my senior year. It's all apart. Behavior problem after behavior problem. The school showing naked pictures of me in the library I was tormented the whole year because girl shared private pictures that we'd taken. She got mad, took them to school. We had taken nude pictures because we wanted to be girls. She took them to school. She showed them to everybody. Boys in my class just ate it up. You knew deep down sit there in that room above the gym I'm on the computer and not even talk about it you just kept moving on with your life like you could sweep it under the rug well Kathy you got an honorable mention at my table I'm just not going to move forward without mentioning everybody I got a list no, there's a song. I sang it on my page. If you go further down on my page, I love music. Um, God has given me everything a man couldn't. Where man lacked, this is why I don't eat processed foods. This is why I will take nothing from a man. Man destroys everything. You take an apple and you make alcohol out of it. You know, you take, you make pills to cure everything, but it doesn't cure everything. It makes us cope. To talk about that. Oh yeah, I forgot I want to talk about that too. I don't like anything made by a man in my house. God has given me everything in my home. And last week was the final cleansing. So God has gifted me the ability to sing and share music. On my page, you'll find a song I absolutely love. I was obsessed with this song when I was a teenager. It's called Sunny Came Home. Sunny Came Home. Sunny came home to her favorite. Sunny sat down in the kitchen. She opened a book and a box of tools. Sonny came home with a mission. Hmm. I never understood why I was so obsessed with that song. It was kind of clicking when I posted that video. It was really, God was clicking it together. See, this is how God works. He clicks things together when you allow him in your life. But he had to cleanse me 
was such a tedious process to cleanse the man-made toxins out of my body because there's toxins that come in a lot of the processed foods we eat, all those fake sugars, the stuff we have to make. We have to make it to make foods taste good. McDonald's burger, that isn't even real hamburger. But people can't stop eating it. That's why we're an obese nation. It's disgusting. America is disgusting. We're fat. We're fat because we can't shut our mouths to food. Because man just couldn't allow God to have the glory that fruit and vegetables were enough. That's what it is. Man wasn't content with just what God created. And that's what makes me different. It's not just about the diet. So I found my joy in the things that God has given man. And man has shoved away and said, that's not good enough for me. I want Chef Boyardee. I want Pizza Hut. want to go out to a restaurant every night that's not enough and you just shovel it in shovel it in shovel it in because what god ordained you was never enough the grapes and the pineapple and the veggies the natural stuff that comes from the world that's not good enough for you will not go in my mouth will not allow a man-made product to enter the temple of God because man destroys everything it puts his hands on look at the earth look at our children look at me a man put his hands on me and look at me several men couldn't help yourselves you took advantage of it. Because see, you guys, thank you. You led me, right? God is always leading me in the direction. I love, God is my leader. I have followed the wrong men for so many years because we're naturally born to follow. And somewhere in my creation, when God was shaping me and molding me, he knew this day would come when he would get all my love my deep down soul love. The love that the rest of you men were wanting from me, but you couldn't have because you didn't create me. You tried. You tried to shape me and mold me. You tried to tell me how to get physically fit to your specifications, Revis. You tried to tell me what to dress. You prepared me. Pete. fantasize about taking my virginity I gotta know because you knew I was a virgin as much as you hounded me about it did you? I know you did so I sit back and think about it the way you groomed me did hang on to it all those years. I never really gave it up. I was that good of a girl. That was 
wasn't because of you. It was because that's how God created me. I'm still that way. I have my moments. We'll talk about those. I have my moments. I've had my moments. See this? It's called covenant. I am in covenant with God. He is my husband. I am married to him. For those of you who think that's weird, it's because you've never read God's holy word. You don't know how the process works. We are supposed to be covenanted to God before we're ever with a man. But society has made it okay to teach our daughters to go out sexual relations with men before they're even married. We make it okay because we do it. We don't want our daughters to do it. I remember some daughters whose mothers were upset because they were running around Canada with boyfriends and they couldn't figure it out. Well, that's because their mother was doing the same thing. That's why you had so many children. God showed me yesterday I'm holding back. I don't care. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay. I'm not going to beat you. I'm not going to molest you. I'm not a pedophile. This is an open table. If you don't like it, get up and leave. It's your choice. So the verse of the day comes from Peter, chapter 3, verse 7. You know, and it, it goes, Husbands, likewise, dwell. I gotta read beforehand. Sometimes the stuff before, like, you really gotta, you know, I look for a specific verse, but I really want to make sure I read before because if that's good too, I'm going to put that in there. Like, I don't want to just read beats and pieces. Sometimes there's a big chunk that has a lot of, like, these are gems, you guys. This is our life. This is the guide for life. You know, God took me through the holidays this last year, that the celebrations he created, um, Passover, um, First Fruits, Atonement, Sound of the Trumpet, all of these things, these holidays that society american selfish society has turned into valentine's day that is the lamest greedy money spending holiday i've ever seen in my life look what you've done to christmas how much can i give my children it's lost meaning it's the other one that's lost meaning i don't know i don't celebrate holidays like everybody else celebrate holidays like God has ordained in his holy word I've educated myself in the holy word so I know what he expects of me therefore 
kingdom authority. When I said yesterday that I was the prosecuting attorney, I wasn't overdoing it. I am the prosecuting attorney. You know why? Because I have the knowledge and the know-how to break down the behaviors and to show the weakened links in the chain of where the behaviors and the words didn't match up. God showed me that stuff as a child and I never understood why I understood it then, but I, I know now because this day was coming. And this is beyond me, you guys. This is God. This isn't just about me. I'm a small portion because he had already forgiven. But God's got bigger plans in play. It's beautiful. I love you, God. So in verse 7 of chapter 3, husbands likewise dwell with them well with them with understanding given honor to the wife as the weaker vessel as being heirs together of grace of life that your prayer not may not be hindered now you guys what this means and up in the very first chapter that's what i was looking for so in chapter or verse one i hate when that clicks sorry you guys so in chapter three verse one it says what wives likewise be submissive to your own husband you know god showed me that last year when um, they removed my children and I had to sit a night in jail. So embarrassed, illegally. I was so tormented over it. I didn't understand it. And God showed me this verse and I got so angry. I almost threw the Bible across the jail cell. I would never be submissive to a man. Ever, ever, ever. I was so messed up from the men taking advantage of my servitude. Like I shouldn't have to worry about a man taking advantage of me. You should do the right thing. Just because I give, 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 doesn't give you the right to keep taking. You're supposed to do the right thing too. I'm doing the right thing. Did you? But you used words, all of you used words to make me feel like I wasn't giving enough. There was something wrong with me. So in a need to validate myself because of my abuse, I kept giving more, kept giving more because I thought I was the problem. wasn't. So here it says, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word, they will, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. It took me a long time to understand, though, that the men they are speaking of was this man. Now I do. Now I do. But the only men I knew were the very men that were not this. And so while I was sitting here doing what God naturally created me to do, nurture, love, submit, I was submissive. I'm still submissive. Thank you, God not allowing that part of me to be destroyed by the acts of some 
near men. Because I'm still submissive. But I submit to God. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel. This is how God created us. We are designed to submit as women, and men are designed to lead. They're supposed to wrap us in their big arms, and they're supposed to take care of us not supposed to hit us. They're not supposed to tell us our stomachs are too big. That we're a Honda. I'm a problem. That I'm a charity case. They're supposed to honor me. But the thing was, I didn't know what that was because I never experienced it. It literally took God moving heaven and earth, and he did. I don't know how he managed to get me arrested that day. Because the day I went to jail last year, I couldn't believe it. There was no way they were gonna arrest me. How could they arrest me? couldn't even prove I was driving. They walked up to my car. I had no keys. They weren't taking me to jail. I knew it deep down. And I was so angry. I thought I, I was like, they can't keep me. I was mad. I didn't even have shoes on in my car. I was honest. And I sat there so angry. For a long time, I was really angry at the law. It took me a long time to realize that was God. He had enough. He had enough of me running away from the truth, from this moment. See, this is bigger than me. This has something to do with your souls and the contamination and the strife you're causing in his world. This isn't your world, Pete. This isn't your world and it's yours for your pleasure taking. You too, Revis. Dad. Peggy, I won't forget you. You knew too. The people that knew. This isn't your world to come in and do whatever you please. There's laws. There's rules. When you go against those rules, there's a, there's a law. You're breaking the law. You have citations built up. You have tickets that are unpaid. In God's court, you have a ton of tickets. Let me tell you, God's been showing me your ticket book. Well, Pete, this isn't big enough, obviously, because there's stuff we may never know. But we know one thing that didn't get taken to the grave, don't we? 
how did you lure her in? I know how you did it. Like, listen, I know. But I want your family to sit there and ask themselves. I want Tammy and John to sit there and ask, how did he do it? How were you able to do all this abuse? And manage to work, because you never worked. You always had somebody else doing it for you. Always. You never worked. You always eluded people. You never finished jobs, ever. You burned people for money. Do you remember the lady outside of Moha who lost her arm? Trying to stick her arm fixing her truck and she, it got ripped off and she had to walk all the way home. Her arm was That's how she lost her arm. She was so secluded in her house. a job you didn't finish in her yard to buy that red truck from your father that you did not need. You didn't need it. It was about status with you. You men, status. My dad, Rebus, it's all about how you look, huh? Dad, how do you look with that bike in your garage and Christine laying next to you, your wife? You guys have ridden on that bike. How do you feel knowing you've ridden on that bike? And you know how he got it. Aren't you proud of yourself? What kind of mother you are? But just sit in your house with all your jewelry and all your stuff. While your soul and your flesh grind. I know it does. You guys are miserable. That's why you have to get drunk every night. I know. I listened between the lines of the slurred drunkenness when I was sober. I really started to see you guys for who you were. I paid attention. Once I got out of my own addiction, I started actually really paying attention. What kind of mother are you? You abandon your kids for that? How warm does your stuff keep you at night? know why your kids hate you. You abandon them. Say it. I got up extra early to be able to do that, like, first 30 minutes. Was it 30 minutes? 40 minutes. Skipped breakfast. That felt good. That felt good. Then open a looting. Looting. I really don't like to elude anymore. I like to be straightforward. I really do. But before court begins and we summon today's person, I didn't want to do it, it's going to come out. All of it. Even my 
and it's all coming out. Leave us out a feeling you haven't watched these videos yet. today, but you're going to be mentioned in every video. Because I've been watching you and your interaction with women for quite some time now. You forget I know what kind of porn you watch. You forget Pay attention to the details. We've come around to this topic like we're obsessed with certain people. The way you talk to Bailey bothers me. I'm gonna say it. I don't like how you talk to my daughter. Because she was basically the wife in the house. And you used her to piss off Sam. Just like my dad used me. Let's get that straight. And you sat there and watched Sam hate Bailey. And Bailey had to take that. You did nothing. But you definitely used Bailey to torment Sam everything you've done to her. You deserve that woman. I don't like how you talk to my daughter. I don't like how you're grooming her. Because you are grooming her. She's having to be at your beck and call for your grocery shopping, for your house cleaning, for these petty little business things that you can't handle. How old are you? And you can't grocery shop? You don't know how? That's what you say. I don't know how. I can't do this. So you get Bailey to want to help you. This is how it works. So now she's constantly at your beck and call. You're grooming her. And I don't like it. It's bothering me. I can't wait for your friends to see this video. Because, see, you always had a weird obsession with Tierra, too. You never took your accountability in that day. Let her drink. I took mine. You were sitting there allowing it, and you knew I was highly intoxicated that day. See, there was moments like that. You knew I was struggling. You allowed it because you got something out of it. You had this weird thing with Tierra.
Colby Warner's daughter too, and I'm gonna call it out by name. You had a weird obsession with his daughter for a long time. Always talking about how pretty she is. You couldn't stop talking about her. Just always, like it was like, you had, you were caught in having to talk about her. That's not normal, Revis. The way you talk to my daughter and the way you are treating her is making me uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable? for you when you are a man enough, lived long enough on your own to do it on your own. That's not father stuff. Okay. I've seen father and daughter stuff. Okay. I don't see Rob doing that to Sid. I don't see Todd doing that to Eva. before we open court. I want to allude to your day in court, Rufus. I alluded to things I did not want to do. You guys, being molested will really mess with your psych sexually as a woman. And your validation, to need to validate yourself. I'm going to say it. I was forever searching to fill a void inside of myself of feeling like I was something. I was searching for my worth in a man because I didn't believe in God. You know, Pete kind of, like, almost ruined that, but you didn't. Um, because you can't, you can't kill the connection between creator and creation. God spent some extra time on me, okay? That's what I mean. So I was forever trying to validate myself, the men I was with, I just did whatever, well, except for my ex-husband, but listen, we're going to get to that, because you're on the docket today. It was a time in our relationship, Rebus. Do you remember me taking one for the team? 
Let's just talk about it. I can't get over it. Like, now that I've brought it out, I have to say it. Because I carried shame in that. It bothered me. I never understood. Why? Why? Because I did something against my will for you to validate myself. Because I felt like a piece of crap for struggling in alcohol like I had. And at the time we went over to Jen and Lori's house. There's lots of Jen and Lori's come on. Dad, you'll know who I'm talking about. Um, I had stopped drinking for some time actually. I was trying to get it together. I was trying really hard just to be sober. You knew this. I stopped drinking. So you went over to Jen and Rory's, go meet up with my dad and Christine, and there was a barbecue. You asked me to come over and hang out. I was like, I don't want to go to the barbecue. You guys are drinking. I know how dad and Christine are. They can't help themselves or get sloppy drunk. I don't want to listen to it. I'm trying to get better here. There I was amongst a bunch of drunks. Christine and her poor choices. <laughs> There's the laughter. Thank you, God. You had to bring it out. So, uh, at some point, Rory took off. Christine, you know, she was uh, drunk, all upset. I don't know what was up her butt. I can't remember because she was not part of whatever conversation we were having. Something for Rory in return. 
was a surreal moment of health. in, five minutes tops, and I looked up, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I stopped. I couldn't. I thought of my dad and Christine in the house. You knew I didn't want it going into it. You had to persuade me. The whole time you were persuading me. Remember, just take one for the team, Christine. You forever used that phrase in reference to that night. I always go, yeah, you took one for the team, remember? That's how we look at it. I took one for the team. get it twisted. Maury did not make me do anything I didn't consent to. That inside feeling of Revis, you knowing I didn't want it, and you persuaded me with drugs and words, using my vulnerability to get what you want. I had to go against my I needed that. That's what you said. I needed that. 
that's just the beginning between things. We'll come back to you. God, that was brutal. You know, I've never really spoken out about that. The only people that knew were the people that were there. docket who is on the court we've got judge god residing prosecuting attorney got my ministry the jury on today's docket we summon brendan ex-husband because see my ex-husband he had this fascination with naming all of his kids after him right he had Bailey Ann Williams it's okay 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 I know he had like he was he tore up his first wife girlfriend too he messed you messed her up you messed her up so bad you were garbage to her Jenna I'm sorry Jenna for everything he ever did to you took years for me to really realize he worked her over a good one just like me. He loved using us against each other. Because then we never had to really focus on him. What kind of parent he was. Because this comes down to your parenting, Brendan. You're a terrible parent and you're out there bragging. You get a little bit of money and you show it, you go, you literally will stand there flashing it in everybody's face when you get a little bit of money and you act like you're something. Brag, brag, brag about nothing. You look stupid when you do this. When we met, how did you get me in? Because you were not like wasn't even got my own apartment, had my own truck. It's kind of like the girl nobody could touch, you know. I was the girl everybody wanted to have at their party, but I was always working two jobs. Never really had a boyfriend. Um, I kind of just alluded having to be with anybody or ever being pinned down, because that's what it felt like. Somebody was always trying to pin me down. So I just kind of was like, ah, you know, I'd hang out with a guy and never do anything and they'd be pissed. <laughs> I was that girl, you know, I just was never interested in certain things. And men never stopped chasing, like they just, just couldn't be cool. I always had to have more. 
wasn't going to give it to you except you how did you get me i remember standing there in spencer's you wouldn't stop texting me came into my work with your dad on your birthday and gave me your number to call you i said i don't call anybody and stupid me gave you mine i mean but i've been doing that like you weren't the first person i was so used to doing that i didn't care you know because i was pretty entitled by then I was very entitled. I was in a bubble that needed to burst, but it hadn't bursted yet. Later in life it bursted. It did. It did. It was that bubble that yarn I was speaking of yesterday, all woven intricately. This was part of it. I became very entitled. I thought I was untouchable. You would stop texting me and messaging me you like swarmed me and it wasn't your normal stuff like the first thing you tell me was you were in a truck accident and it totaled your truck and i was like oh. I remember being in spencer's like i don't care like i remember going will he leave me alone is he going to leave me alone okay leave me alone don't you get it story by the way that was a fabricated story to uh lure me in and once you had me that way it was story after story after story after story then suddenly you were hurt American Food Service you remember that you told me you were a truck driver and you had your CDL you fabricated this whole lie to me see Brendan Williams when you met me you told me you had a CDL you were a truck driver for um American Food Service You had this big nice fancy truck. You're from South Dakota, you used to be this huge cook. You had a child that died by getting hit by a vehicle. You were still reeling over that. Your ex-wife took you through the ringer and wouldn't let you see your daughter. Like that's what you told me about Jenna. And I was so busy in my life, I wasn't piecing it together, but slowly you worked yourself in my life. Or suddenly you were staying at my house, my apartment. Like you just made yourself at home one day. I didn't know how to get rid of you. Like it bothered me. And I didn't know what to do. I never had that happen before. You now crossed in my pres my my premises, my apartment where I was paying the bills. And you just were there. You never left. It was so instantaneous. It happened so fast. It confused me. Like it was ha- you made things happen so fast that I couldn't stop and think and that's how you worked me. 
you would do things so fast and say so many things that before I knew it, you were already living with me. And what could I do? Oh, your stuff was at my hand. I was like, what? Something I had to make you a key? What? I lost my freedom. this man all these other men would have never done that to me you blatantly just walked in took over and never paid a bill you wouldn't know how to pay a bill if it forced you to and choked you to death I paid all the bills I think um Remember the night we were drinking? We were only together for a month, you guys. But this, I'm going to tell you, I was very still sickened. That entitlement had, that was just an outside exterior thing. The inside of me was very, very broken because, see, my dad had shut me out. We'll get to you, Dad, eventually. I had lived with him for a while. He sent me to go living with my grandparents because couldn't raise me. I wasn't that bad of a kid. I wasn't even sleeping around with people. I was never that way. I want to clarify that to all you men who used to accuse me of cheating, even though I had with Revis, but I admit that. I was never one to go be a floozy around town. I just didn't put myself out there like that. It didn't feel right. I didn't enjoy it because I was molested by a pedophile. It wasn't even a month and I remember Joan had left my dad after he severely beat the crap out of her. Hey dad, you know you have this obsession with guns and women and threatening them with it. Is that where Revis learned it from? Was you? The jury's waiting. Because you can't get results by being a good man. You have to use fear and intimidation. You even have to use a gun. That's how weak you are. You don't know how to use words. You have to use a gun. So Joan was escaping my dad and his abuse. Now I get it. I would too. She was staying with my grandpa and Sharon. And um, we were, she was over at my apartment. Brendan and I were there. And um, proposed out of the blue. We were drinking Boone's Farm. Which is a terrible wine. I never drank it after that. And he liked to get me drunk too. He loved to get me drunk. I really wasn't a drinker. Even then, I remember not liking it. I didn't like the taste. It's I, I had to get over a threshold of my stomach not standing it, which was hard. 
he proposed. I was so confused. See the, the snowball? That's how he worked. This is different. I'm show. I'm going to show you guys in each one of these examples how abuse works. His type of abuse was he snowballed me with so much words and attention that I wasn't able to focus on what was really going on because I was too distracted with these things, with these words, with his be like with all this stuff going on, his moving in, his always around me, his always saying these things. He was constantly, constantly distracting me by texting me and calling me. He had to constantly, constantly have my attention before I lost focus in my life. And I lost focus where I wanted to be. And I was more focused on giving him attention instead of focusing on me. And that's how he lured me in because the servitude in me naturally wanted to nurture and comfort the man who had lost his child and got hit by a vehicle, who had just gotten into a truck accident and totaled his truck. Who now also, you guys, he was cleaning out the back of the truck even though he was a semi-driver. He was cleaning out the back of a truck and he slipped and he couldn't work. He couldn't barely walk, that's what he said. That's why he was staying at my house, because it was easier to see me instead of having to go back and forth, because he didn't have a truck now. I never forgot, Brendan. He lied to me to get into a relationship. So I was so snowballed when he gave me this proposal. I didn't know what to think. Joan was excited, you know. She just saw the fringes. Like, I had just gotten to meet him. He was snowballing her too. I mean, look where she come from with my dad. Here was this really nice guy doing all these nice things. He seemed good. He seemed really nice. He knew how to be a nice guy. But he never followed through with his behavior. He said all the right things. See, Brendan, you always knew how to say the right things. But you never followed through with your behavior. Ever, 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 ever. So I said yes. I knew at the time. annoyed by you. Like you annoyed me. I sat there thinking, really thought as I was with Joni and my dad, Joan, don't I call you Joni. Joan and my dad, you don't really thought about things like, does it hit? I didn't know I deserved better. So I said yes. Oh man, the world would not believe I chose you for a first husband. I can't. So we got married. What a... You know, there was a moment that you kind of showed your sitting drinking with Craig. Do you remember my friend Craig? I don't think you liked him very much. You didn't like him because Craig liked me and he was a good man. I never dated Craig, but you always wondered. I didn't because I had kids. I, I didn't want to be like, it, I, I didn't want to be in a relationship. 
fake, but he was still a good man and he was still my friend. See, he did the right thing. He didn't. That's <sighs> what I should have He treated me right. I was sitting there next to Craig. You had some of your loser friends over. We were all drinking. I can't remember what it was. But we were in that very first room of my apartment. My apartment had two rooms. Remember the very first big room? The second big room, the kitchen, and the bathroom. My apartment was a house that was broken down. I had the only bathroom within my apartment. Everybody else had to share a community bathroom. I was very fortunate. I loved my apartment until you moved into it. And um, we were sitting there drinking in that first room. I was just having fun. I wasn't even doing anything. I never understood this moment. Something snapped in you. And you came across the coffee table so fast. I went back like this. Craig reached out and grabbed you and slammed you on the bed to calm you down. And I sat back, trying to figure out what had happened. Let's try to process it. Do you remember that? I remember the look in your eyes. You wanted to kill me. And, um, for what? like it. It was too revealing. I didn't like it because you weren't good enough for me. You were an insecure little nothing. Sorry, God. But in my life, that's how I looked at you. And I do take accountability for that because I treated you like that, like you were nothing to me. Justice of the Peace. Worst wedding ever. I don't have a single picture left, just so you know. Not one. You are not in one picture in my life. None of you men are. Not a single one of you. I'm slowly cleaning house, boys. Once I air all this dirty laundry out, there will be nothing left inside of me. It's 
disgusted by that. One of my biggest pet peeves of your family was you guys did that, and you know it. You all called me, well, you called me names because of it. Christine, there she goes. She just, blah, 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 blah. That was, I despised you guys. I despised you because of what you put me through. You couldn't respect me. There's my karma, Joan. I got my karma. I got tromped on as the wife of the house. He allowed his family to tromp on me. So see how God works? I got a dose of what it felt like to have somebody come into my home and rule above me. And you know what? It hurts. Thank you, God, for teaching me that. I needed that lesson a sincere apology to you today. I was pregnant before Brendan. I know you will never forget that. So and I just need attention, attention me. Jerry says, that's a lie. How many women use that against men? You told me you never wanted me to ever smoke weed again. I remember picking you up and I smelled like it. You were mad. You were livid. You're like, I don't want you to ever smell like that. You berated me. And I was like, That was my coping, you guys, where my alcohol kept it in. There was a point in time when I was trying to get into college and we had to reach out to my mother and Pete for my social security card. And I remember the day Sharon had Pete on the phone and I heard his voice. crumbled in her kitchen. She handed me the phone. I heard him say one word. And I crumbled. 
I couldn't even talk. It was hysterical. Like, I was hysterical. I thought I had an emotional breakdown last year. This one was, was huge. I had a lot. I couldn't understand where they come from. going through emotions that take you to another side. I had to be completely sober from anything this year. I had to feel every emotion in the inertia of what it was. It had to pass through my life no matter how painful it was. I couldn't eat to cope because I was fasting. This whole year I've been fasting. I'm fasting this week. Whenever you do something major with God, it says it in the Bible, you fast and you pray. That's what I do. I've been fasting this week. I drink huge amounts of water. And I, I mean, I spend all day in prayer with God. But when I smoked weed, it kept all the emotions in. Because it numbed me. It numbed my brain. It numbed my feelings, just like alcohol, but on a different degree. So I started smoking a lot of weed to hold those emotions in. Um, there was a Christmas, and we had been married by then. We've already had the miscarriage. victim. Get over it. I'm not building your bridge for you. You can do it yourself. You are a big boy. I'm sure your mom might do it for you though. Ask her. She does everything for you. Well, maybe almost everything. I was leaving you. I remember feeling so liberated I was going to leave you. Thank you. 
again, you flooded me with stuff. So desert. I need to come home. Here you guys are. All these words. How beautiful it's gonna be this Christmas. You were a loser in our marriage. You never kept a job. You were always hurt. You were always scamming workman's comp. Let's, let's go up to Haver. You know what I found out about that accident that you said that you tell everybody, you tell everybody that you swerved to not hit a family. Do you know what I really found out by digging for our divorce? You were messed up the night before at your friend's house. You know, the one that sold all the drugs had the raid his house you were messed up at his house the night before all night long and you went into work messed up and you fell asleep at the wheel reports were made there was no vehicle you swerved off the road that's what the highway patroller who was doing the reporting said to me personally it was weird. We've never been able to locate him to validate. You are always that way. You scammed them out of what, $20,000? You took that to your family reunion, flashed it around to Jenna's face like you were something? To your family, you acted like you were this big guy? To fill in that void? To fill in this void, you guys. All you men are trying to fill in this void. You cannot fill that void without God. Money, people, places, and things will not fill that. You can try, but your flesh and your soul will always be grinding. And Brendan, right now, your flesh and soul are grinding. Why? Because you abandoned your son. Let's get right down to it. I'm tired of dancing around it. I don't even care what happened in our marriage. You were a piece of shit. You truly were. You blew our money gambling constantly. You could never save. You took out so many title loans and eluded them. Um, how many vehicles did you take out on loan that they had to repo? And they had to hunt for them because you weren't gonna give them up. Remember the one you left in Glendive? Just to be mean? I did, I worked most of the time we were together. Um, let's see, Pocatello? I donated plasma for two years to pay our bills. Two years, and I was sick all the time. I weighed like a hundred pounds. I had to put weights in my boots so that I weighed enough to donate plasma to pay our bills because you were too big of a loser playing your video games and smoking weed with our kids in the home. scamming people. You were always scamming to get pills so that you could sell pills. You always had to have a beer. Do you remember Bailey's birthday? The last year we were together on Bailey's birthday I had like six bucks left. I wanted that last six dollars of our money to go buy beer on her birthday. 
why she doesn't love you. Her and Vincent don't have a feeling. Not one. I can't drive that home enough. To you, to them, you're nothing. Who are you? Nobody. You're the man that kept them away from me. Let's talk about her divorce. I had no place to live because you took everything. You even demanded the piece of shit $300 ring back. You spent more on your TV and your video game system. It was over $1,000. And after seven years, you, f- you finally bought me a wedding ring. Let's talk about this. We were together seven years and you never bought me a wedding ring. Ever. The ring we got married with was a $30 ring from Walmart that I bought. I bought that. You didn't. Then when you got some money, you bought your TV and your game system. Steven went to play the TVs and you had to have this one and it was expensive. You had to have this game system. Because you and your stupid games could never just be a real man in the real world or do something with it. You played your video games too like you played life. I couldn't stand watching you play video games. I despised it. You cheated. You were a cheater. You were a campy, campy little camper. You were the player I despised. You were the bad guy that I wish the good guy could just blast away every time. You were the hacker. You were the one that I wanted the good guy to kill. Like, I watch good guys play, and I'm just like, I hope you get that one because I know what he reminds me of my ex-husband. It's the good guy getting the bad guy. Cops and robbers. You know, I played that as a kid. I was always the cop. Always. I never wanted to be the robber. Who wants to be the robber? I wanted to be the cop. I wanted to be the good guy. Look at me now. You should see my arrest record. My tickets are up there too, you guys. <sighs> no, just kidding. True story, but, you know, my community loves me because it, I'm trying And then you decided to finally buy me a ring. You spent $300 after spending over a thousand on you. And then when we separated, I remember that day I came back and I texted you and I said, either you leave or I'm leaving. Because I couldn't stand the lies anymore. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I hadn't slept with you in like... by you. Let's talk about it because you used it in the divorce. You used it. How did you word this? You go, she wouldn't even perform her wifely duties. Do you remember saying that? Oh, that's rich. My wifely duties. It felt worse than a wifely duty having to sleep with you. It was disgusting. 
couldn't stand the thought of you touching me. I hated it. And you used drugs in our relationship too. I remember trying to figure out why you were gone all the time. You'd be gone all night long. And you would leave me with no money, no car to come find you. Because there was times I tried. Your family would lie for you. something was going on. I knew it because you just, you hid everything. And nobody would tell me because they were all your druggy little friends, your drinking friends. Like, we were never around good people, ever. I don't remember a good person in my life. Maybe one. Russ, he told me what kind of loser you were and to leave you, and I deserved better. But he was trying to sleep with me, too. All your friends were trying to sleep with me. Every one of them. Don't worry. Didn't even entertain it. I was confused that you would have such loser friends. Why did we have to be around such loser people? I just wanted a better life. I didn't want this. And I was trying because you hadn't hit me. See, that was the standard I had set. You hadn't hit me yet. So how bad could you be? I had to keep trying, right? Keep trying. Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. I tried too hard. I tried too hard. I had no examples. That night, so terrible. You whip out a bag of meth. You go, so much time figuring you out. It distracted me from just getting up and leaving. Really is what it comes down to. So I did it. I we went to bed. I remember laying there thinking, I remember doing this when I was 18. kids. You were there for Brendan's birth. Bailey and Vincent, you weren't. I didn't even tell you until 
going into labor, you take me to the hospital and I can meet you there. You deserve to be there. I'm so glad you were there. You were there for Brendan. Where's your boy? This is about learned behavior, you guys. Here's learned behavior. Here's children growing up in the ways that parents teach them. This is where behavior problems begin. This is when I snapped. See, you're the flood. I was getting ready to leave you. You just weren't knowing it yet. God was in the works. God was working all the time. Brendan and Bailey. You see, Brendan watched how you treated me. He mimicked you a lot. And you supported that. You rewarded him for being like you. And you treated me bad. You would berate me, degrade me in front of all your friends because I wanted a better life. And all your friends were losers who wanted to sleep with me. We were in that trailer. Brendan was just a little boy. He didn't know any better. He was just watching his dad, who he loved. He called Bailey a B-I-T-C-H. And he slapped her across the face. I turned around. I grabbed Brendan. And I turned him around and I spanked him. And I... Don't you ever do that again. What did you do? grabbed me, turned me around, and got in my face, said, don't you ever touch my son like that again. I cowered down. I remember the last time you tried to sleep with me. I'd always have the bathroom door locked, sleeping with the kids in the bed. That was on purpose. Like I said, it made my skin crawl for you to touch me. Why did I marry you? Because you flooded me with BS. For I couldn't just choose from who you were because you weren't showing me your true self. You were being fake. You were fake. You were showing me this fake side of you because you could have never gotten with me. By showing me who you really were. Because you didn't know how to earn to be this man. Nobody has. This is a very rare honor. Through the divorce, you and your mother had the children because you took everything wedding ring. You know what? I couldn't even pawn the wedding ring. You know what they told me? It was junk. The band was junk. The diamond was junk. It was junk. 
chunk. So you had the kids in Roundup, Montana. I was trying to be fair, Brendan. I had a divorce papers drawn up. You would get 50 custody. I would get 50 custody. You could just have everything. I just wanted my clothes, kitchen stuff, and the kids. I wanted to have the time with the kids. Let's be fair about this. I want to be fair. I just want you out of my life. I was so liberated to be away from you. And you wouldn't sign it. And I might as well just come right out with it. It wasn't shortly after you left because I hadn't slept with anybody for a long time. Um, I... searched to sleep with somebody. I just wanted a one-night stand. I just wanted something. Like, I hadn't had that with you all those years, from the time I was 19 to the time I was 27. There was a missing enjoyment there that I, I knew was in life. I knew there was something. You never got me... I might as well say it never once satisfied me, ever. You state that for every man watching. None of you did. Including you, Rivas. You know what I mean. Not a single one. So when I left, I told you to leave or I'm leaving and we were separated. human desire to want to have that. Like, I'm being real here, you guys. It was a desire. So I went searching, but I, I'm very selective. I wanted, didn't want it. it was just somebody I didn't know, you know, like, you know, I wanted somebody that was appealing. Rebus was single. I knew he some things about him so I knew it would be okay to have a one time thing and I, I could just leave it at that that's all I wanted I didn't want to be with anybody I didn't want that so that's what happened Brendan you left I went searching for the thing you couldn't give me because I couldn't stand when you touched me. But hooray for me because he didn't do it for me either. What's wrong with you guys? It's not me, I'm quite capable. Um, so I had no place to live you had the kids you were going to be fair then your mom filed that bogus restraining order you kept my kids from me 
away from me for six months. I want the world to know. Your mom openly admitted she lied in that restraining order. I had a deposition. I had to. I had to pay for a deposition to get it out of you guys. You filed a bogus restraining order because you didn't want me coming and getting the kids. You wanted alimony and child support, so you never had to work again because you're lazy. You and your family love to live off the system and be losers. All of you. You can't just do it the right way. You can't just be right. You're in the house of God now, Brendan. But you don't have the inner strength. It's just easier to be a loser in this world. something to me, keeping my children from me. I started drinking heavy. I was drinking heavy almost every night. There was nights I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it because I had been with my kids every day since they were born. Because see, you guys, I may have not chosen the right men, but I did my best with my children. I always provided. We always went to the park. They were always, I was always there doing things with my children. We did things. We were constantly doing things, going for walks, going to the park, going to the library, doing things. I was doing things with my children. I was that kind of mother. Okay, I breastfed my children till they were a year old. I did all the right things to give my children a better opportunity. So when this man and his mother, out of spite, because Brendan, you couldn't stand the fact that you lost me and that I never wanted you and that I instantly went to another man to get the one thing you couldn't have from me. You couldn't even get it with drugs. A lot of men will use drugs to get that kind of thing from a woman. had happened to me and nobody can explain it. I had to go to God to get an explanation and now I understand. I spiritually awoke to him. Spiritual awakening is waking up to God and your soul. It's a process. It's been a long, tedious 
process. It's not just a one-time thing. You're enlightened and woo. It doesn't work that way. You have to earn what you get. But the way it happened was so extreme. People thought I was crazy. I was drinking again. People thought I was doing drugs. And I wasn't. To the doctor and they cleared me and they're like, we don't know what's... my history. I didn't realize that. But let's get back. Let's get back. So Brendan, I told you last year I was going through a spiritual awakening. No, we went through our divorce. Let's go back to the divorce. So those six months, I finally got to see my kids. You know what? They reeked of cigarette smoke. There was dirt embedded in their hands. I had my children scared to see me. Bailey was bawling. Once they remembered who her mother was, who mom was, the stories they told, the stories Brendan tells. Do you know Brendan remembers a lot of things about that time, Brendan, that he saw you do? What about your 16-year-old girlfriend? You know, when we went through a divorce, Brendan, you're a sick man. I couldn't believe I thought this was the smoking gun in our divorce. Because you wouldn't give me the divorce. You couldn't just let me go. were never going to get it from me. The thing that you wanted so bad that all you men wanted, you wanted my love. You couldn't have it. You can't. Because you manipulated to try to get it. And the soul knows these things. You wanted the love that I'm giving God now. I understand it now. You were never going to get it. Because you have to be this man. So I find out you're dating a 16-year-old girl and wrapped up. 16. You were what, 35? I can't even remember how old you were. You were older than me. So bad with that girl. I couldn't believe it. Like my mind was really and I started thinking about your druggy friends that possibly were touching Bailey. I've always wondered that. I've truly always wondered if any of your friends touched her. I just can't shake that. Because I know these men. They're pigs. If I would have given them half an inch of encouragement, they would have been all over it. Like dogs. Jury, are you convicted? Conflicted? Are you conflicted? 16. Dad agrees for a 30-some-year-old to sleep with his 16-year-old daughter.
are the best thing that ever happened to Brendan. They've taught him things I couldn't even teach him. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I've admitted it to him. Todd's the kind of man Brendan always needed in his life. He treats his wife. Todd is this man in his family. I have so much respect for this family. Just can't. Where would Brendan be without them? Because you couldn't be a father. And I was too stuck in my addiction. From the men who abused me, including you. Once you lost in the deposition and I pulled out all your dirty laundry about how you scammed Workman's Comp, you backed out and you abandoned them. And that's how the divorce got settled. You didn't even come to the last court date. After all of that talk, you guys talked, um, always rubbing in my face. Do you remember that day at court we all sat there in the hallway and your mother was walking by me, rubbing it in, I can't wait to go home to hug my grandson, while she had, um, you know when somebody is packing down a pot pipe, packing down the smoke to smoke it, she had that ring around her thumb, like, Brenda, go wash your hands. You go home and hug my son? Abandon the only child that loved you. He needed you last year. All you did was talk some BS to me, and you talked BS to him, and he knew it. He knew it. And when I sent you the last video, the first thing you do is how's the kids? Who are you? in this world. Brendan, who are you to ask me how your children are doing? Do I look 
like your babysitter. going to tell you the truth. This is the thing about Brendan. I love Brendan for this. This boy gives it to you straight. He doesn't care if you don't like it or not. I'm so proud of you. I encourage that. He's going to come out with some stuff. About me too. I already told him I want him to say everything that he has to say because it's the truth I will never suffocate my children from speaking the truth to make me feel better about myself because if I did it I'm gonna own it and when the day comes and he lets all this out I'm going to be standing beside him it's number one fan cheering him on, nurturing and loving every dream, every desire, everything. Would you be fanning his fire for the rest of his life? choices because where he's going God's got him God's got my children the thing about you was you just openly women and you don't take care of your responsibilities, Brendan. You chose to sleep with me and have children. And you abandoned your... Re- you chose 
much handling here. Manhandling. You chose to be with me. You chose to have children continually. And then you chose to walk out of their life. You didn't have to be in my life. You chose. You. 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 With the right finger right here. You. You. Chose to have children in this world. You abandoned them? What about your older daughter? You chose. And then you try to make Jenna look like she didn't let you see Haley. I wouldn't either. Jenna was smart. She was smart. Thank you, Jenna, for protecting your daughter from the toxicity of that man. Because you know what? I wouldn't trust my daughter with him either. The friends you keep, they're all pedophile style. And trust me, I know what a pedophile is. Pete Peterson was a pedophile, is a pedophile. They don't end. That doesn't end, you guys, in men. When they get that low in their need for sexual pleasure, there's nowhere else to go. I've watched documentaries on this. I've educated myself in the workings of a pedophile. I had to, to understand it. Those things don't go away. They've created a mental addiction. So Pete, you have offended past me. Just nobody said anything. And don't worry, there's this thing called Boost on Facebook that you can do with your business page. You spend a certain amount of money and you could boost it to run in, um, you know, when you're flipping through videos, they'll place it in certain areas of the world. I used to boost it over in like foreign countries, but this weekend, directly only in North Dakota, I'm going to spend some money. Spend my hard earned money to make sure everybody sees the first video. Everybody in North Dakota. Pete, everybody is gonna know. Thank you, God, for providing that. Brendan, you had children in this world and you abandoned them. Gotta keep the time straight. You chose. You chose. You chose. You chose when you started sticking your male part in my vagina. That's a choice. I chose, I know it, but I'm here handling, handling things. Because I chose to have children. <coughs> At the end of the day, I would walk through all of this over and over and over again.
right now in my very in front of my very own eyes my children are shaping into their own uniqueness something I never experienced myself in a healthy way but I'm watching my children shape and mold and it's beautiful and it's exciting God has blessed me I'm directing my children in the word of God. Our children, God. These are our children. Let's get this right. Rebus. They're not your children. They're God's. Brendan. They're not your children. name in vain, Barb. Honorable mention. And I'm raising them up in the Bible. I just had communion with my youngest. What a beautiful thing to tell them the story of Jesus. Sitting in the front row of church, taking communion with my son. In the eyes of God, we're all together, the three of us. on this I watched this movie a couple years back when it got released it was called Captain Marvel I had been introduced to Marvel movies by somebody and it it conflicted something in me I was curious it made me curious it was waking something up in me I felt something so to speak sitting where I like to sit in the theater screen right there I had been in a movie theater for quite a while so this was exciting to go with my children and there was something about this movie that got me several times I got up in the movie screaming at the screen I was in it I was in this movie because here was the thing about Captain Marvel see she had grown up being part of one side of this multi-universe whatever war so who she thought was the enemy she later found out really wasn't she realized that the people that she thought was her family truly had taken her away from where she belonged and were using her powers to hurt who she truly belonged with who were the good guys 
I never understood why that movie caught me. It just fascinated me. And it just, every time I watch it, I'm just like, I feel it. I'm her. I, I was her. I just knew something that day in watching that. That's me. I just didn't know how. Like, I didn't understand. And then the end game came out and all that. And I really got fascinated in that series. I haven't watched them all. I want to. But now I get it. Because, see, this whole time, my whole life, in the eyes of God's kingdom, there are two sides. There's God's, and then there's the greed of man. That's the two sides. The Pharisees and God. That's what it comes down to. You guys need to educate yourself on the Pharisees of the Bible, but we'll do that on another day. There's the Pharisees who tried to use God's word to be God. And then there was God. And there it is. This is the conflict in the world. You've got the Pharisees that use God's word. Barb, Pete, Kathy, Peggy, Bev. Any other honorable mentions? You use God's word and pretend to be a fake Christian for your selfish gain. That is what the Pharisees did. Like the whole crucifixion of Jesus, they want to say, well, we didn't actually do it. That's what you're saying. Sisters, I didn't actually do it, so why am I guilty? And that's what the Pharisees are trying to say. I didn't actually kill Jesus, so I, my hands are clean. But in the eyes of God, you are not, because you allowed it. Just as they allowed the exchange of money and selling and making money in the temple of God, they are guilty. And the funny thing is, is the Pharisees sat over here thinking they would rule forever. But when Jesus died on the cross, the very cross that they sent him to, when Jesus died, their souls became God's. Isn't that a kicker? So when our soul goes back up to God, what do you think happens to it? God now owns you, Pharisees. He owns you. He owns the Pharisees. The ones who would not submit to Jesus, now they have to because of his death. Many of you are mind boggled because you haven't educated yourself like I have in the Bible. This is my passion. I love the stories in here. The story of Joshua, man, he was a man of God too. But the Pharisees, we have the Pharisees in the world and we have God's people. I was raised among the Pharisees. Peterson's families, all of you guys are the Pharisees of this story. And Captain Marvel, you kept me amongst you and I held so much truth in me, so much love for God. You kept me away from God by keeping the abuse reeled in. This is bigger than just flesh, you guys. This is spiritual warfare at its finest. But see, God already won with 
the purchase of your soul with Jesus. Eventually, I was going to make it back to God. There was no doubt. Because God created me for a specific purpose. And his love is stronger than any hate that could ever exist. And it did. His love is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Nothing touches it. Nothing. So you guys had me like Captain Marvel. Um, even coming back to North Dakota, Barb, your family surrounded me instantly. But you never talked about what really needed to be talked about. You wanted to circle me to make sure what was being said. You guys all surrounded me to reel in and see what I would say. Because now I know you're going to Pete. Because see, Pete, <laughs> you call my brother. What's my brother gonna do? Pete. think I'm gonna listen to you how many times do I have to say you can't go through me Pete if you want me to stop go to God it's the only way I'll stop morning Bailey you see this, Pete? I will never stop until God tells me to stop. You have nothing. None of you. I'm not stopping. Every day. Every day. Until God commands me different. So if you want things to change, take it up. Go knock on God's door. So the jury is in, and God has heard. You abandoned your children, Brendan. You keep depositing your sperm in this world. It causes strife when you abandon your children. These pages. You cause strife by sitting there spreading your toxicity, your sperm, from woman to woman. Having all these kids. And then you leave them. Concludes today's session in Court TV. Tomorrow, who knows? You guys, this is beautiful how God is working through me. It's just like a tingling sensation, and I'm really grateful that God loves me so much. I've done, I've, I've had my time repenting to Him. I've had to do it all, all of it. Think I wasn't in the same boat as everybody else. To come out of hell, you have to feel the pain of your choices. I felt them. Okay. So, 
What did I not mention in my list? Brennan, you'll get this video. Don't worry. It'll be glorious. Cute. Daughter thinks I'm full, full of it. Deep down her soul knows. Because you cannot deny. I know how God works. He bought your soul with Jesus. He now commands the world. Just as he was able to pull me back to North Dakota and bring me to this point, because I cannot deny God. I cannot. I will not. I don't want to, first of all. But even the times I was very scared to do things, I did them crying. My soul wouldn't allow me to go against what God commanded me to do. So, you're coming. Whether you like it or not. The flesh is weak. Are you tormented yet? I think your anniversary is coming up with my mother. Is it not? 30th? 29th? 30th? I didn't forget that either. <sighs> Guess what? The day's coming when I see my mother and hug her. Tell her how much I love her. Because I love my mother. Dad! As hard as you tried to put that split between my mother and I, love her so much it it's killing me right now it's all I have to do to not drive to Bismarck to come get you Pete that's God holding me back I thought about it I know where you live it doesn't take much Realize what you created. Just like Captain Marvel. Your groomings, all the stuff that happened, prepared me. You single-handedly prepared me for what God was going to have me do for you. And everything I'm doing right now is for you, believe it or not. All these emotions that'll come out, all these things truly are for you. There's a love of God. all deserve forgiveness and love, but there's steps you have to take to get it. It just doesn't. You just can't walk around in this world and continue to do the toxic behavior and cause the strife and think that God forgives you. It doesn't work that way. This is not the Catholic Church where you sin all week and then go to your priest and it's all good and then sin all week and go to your priest. It's not that. Jesus made and changed the world with his sacrifice. 
he did. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get a thank you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You changed the world. And those Pharisees sat there thinking they had the upper hand, didn't even realize they fell right into what God was doing, God's plan. They were following God's breadcrumbs. Basically, they had to give in to God. You cannot be a Pharisee in this world and use God's word. Pete, Barb, Kathy, Peggy, Bev, whoever else this pertains to. You can't be a big Christian. You can't use God's word. And continue to cause strife in this world. And not doing anything about abuse is causing strife as well. Because you cause strife in me. These things won't continue. It's over. I love saying that. So guys, it is Tuesday. I not only have today off, but I got some things going on this week. Some big things going on. I'm super excited. This has been fun. It's been fun. I mentioned everybody I needed to mention. And Revis, we're coming to you. I might need two days for this. I've really thought about it. Love you guys. God bless.